Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Jeff Epstein, and this is my podcast, People Conversations. Um, I am tonight with uh, three very important people and another person who was uh, from the area uh, regarding the New York convention that happened today. Uh, Ed Higgins is on the phone. He is, uh, I believe, I hope this is correct, a congressional candidate, Bernie Democrat in uh, Bernie Crat in New York. And then we have three delegates that were at the convention today who are wishing to stay anonymous. Uh, I'm going to call them Girl One, Girl Two, and Girl Three. And they have something very important that they would like to say. So first, before we get into that, could someone please give a background of what we're about to talk about? I don't know how the the, the voting day or or what the convention was or what what the purpose was or the schedule, whatever people think is a good background before we start to get into the nitty-gritty here. Yeah, sure, Jeff. Jeff, if I could start. This is Ed Higgins, and, and I, I do – you honor me with uh, with your words. I, I will tell you that I am actually uh, a marketing director. I own my own marketing company out here in Arizona, as well as I am the campaign director for D.C. to DNC March for Democracy, our 10-day march from uh, D.C. to to uh, uh, Philadelphia. But I, I will tell so you... So you're working with Bruce and Billy? Yes, yes. We are working Bruce together and Billy to, to create a revolutionary, revolutionary event. And, uh, but overall, I'm, I'm really just a voter. So um, thank you. So you're not, you're not a candidate? I, I could have sworn you were a candidate. I am not, you know, and I've been asked that a lot lately. Um, but I, I am not. I... I have set forth a statement that says I, I do not understand enough about the process. So until I understand everything about the process, I feel it's not it's not fair to the people to uh, throw my hat in the ring. So uh, right, well. right now I am an activist, I'm a voter, and I'm campaign director for DC DNC. Okay, excellent. So girl number one could uh, or, or no, actually whoever who can give a background about today. Background, so we can start discussing what happened today. Okay, so I'll 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 start with that. Who is it? Um, this is um, girl number one. Um, uh, is this your is this your given name or your nickname? Just kidding. Go ahead. My nickname. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, as far as um, the convention today. Um it um it began with some um um caucus meetings of the general um the, the general body and um and and it was it was attended by um the state democratic committee members who were the voting members. Um it was open to the public so it was um it was easy to walk in and register um as long as they were registered democrats um it was it was very apparent from um the temperature in the in the rooms that there was um there was a love for um Senate, you know um secretary clinton there was um buttons and um stickers and um paraphernalia um signs were supposed to be um forbidden although we did see some evidence of of some signs and things that were um kind of going around. 
You said yeah, the temperature. Was, it, yeah, we weren't we weren't sure that there was that there was going to be a, a welcoming nature given every you know since everybody was an, you know an 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 outward um, Clinton supporter you know clearly displaying stickers and things um, and and we had our um, Bernie buttons and and um, we were dressed very professionally in general. Um, but there was definitely some side glances and some, you know, um, maybe less than welcoming um, approach by by people, sort of like you know whispers and looks and you know that this kind of a thing. There was there was there was kind of a palpable feeling on um, that we were the dissenters or that there was. You know that there was a difference, you know, amongst us. And um, could you could you give a sense of like just tell us like what what building was this in? Where was this located? Um, it was located at the Hunt at the Hilton in Saratoga Sar- Saratoga Springs, um, and it was like in the in the ballroom and the and the various breakout um, rooms were were around uh, the. The, the, the ballroom, you know, conference style. Um, so you know, it was set up with a welcome reception and some, you know, people at the at the desks where you went in and checked in, and um, it was you know general conference t- style um, setup. So um, we kind of weren't sure how it was gonna how it was gonna go for us if it was gonna be. A situation where we were going to be challenged, or uh, because it was it was it was pretty unclear from the outset w- where it was gonna where it was going to be. We were we had to go find and get that information. When it was going to be, we had to go find that information. There was conflicting information. There was information on one website on one Democratic committee's website that listed one date and other. Um, websites pointed to other dates and it was it was pretty difficult to get hold of information. One website said that the convention was closed, it was only open to delegates and and uh it took some it took some getting uh research to um to find out that it actually was an it was an open meeting to any registered Democrat. And that's just sort of not well known, nor was it publicized. So we weren't we weren't exactly sure what was going to happen when we, when we came in. And we were able to register as guests, and they took all our information. Um, as guests? Uh, You're arguing you a delegate? What is that? I don't understand. Um, as a delegate to the convention, um, but not a member of the voting body, not a state democratic committee member, which is a different level of <clears throat> political involvement. Um, so you so you were not you were an observer today, is what you're saying. You were not a participant. Correct. And Correct. what about Correct. girl two and girl three? Were you also the same thing? Were you participants today, or were you observers? No. We were just observers. It was open observers. as a public. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I but you are all delegates though. No, no. I'm a delegate. Two and three, you're not delegates. No. Oh, okay. So, so. And I don't even think one wanted to reveal that she was 
Um, at the time, no. But when you know, when asked or questioned or you know, in conversation, it was. Um, no, I mean now in this call. Oh. oh. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I, I mean, if something needs to be edited, you'll tell me. But this needs to be released fast, so we'll talk about it. Just. Right. Right. Um, Okay. There, so, were, there were several of us. I mean, there were several delegates that were there. There was a, a delegate who was um, on the uh, the PLEO list, the political leaders and elected officials. They have their own um, category of delegates, and he he was a, on the slate due to be voted today, and he was a committee member. So we were getting a lot of information from him. Um, he was pretty much the only. Bernie supporter at that side of the, in that side of the room. Okay. Um, they had the room set up in like in convention rows where the voting body sat in the front of the room by the nearest the podium and then the and then the gallery sort of the the guests or the observers in the in the back behind a, a like a cordoned off section. Um, okay, so so you are um, you are a delegate, but but. To go to the Philadelphia Convention, the Correct. other two, two and three. Why did you go? Uh, what was your, you know, your thinking about going? Like, what was your thinking about going? Why did you go to the convention when you're not participating? Um, just to observe the process, um, to be, I guess, an advocate for the uh, Bernie supporters in New York just to see how our side would be treated. Um, I was curious. There had been an article in the New York Post regarding Sheldon Silver's resignation as Speaker of New York State Assembly, and because he had been a superdelegate, and was forced to resign, um, that made news that they would be uh, voting for a replacement. Um, so that piqued my interest when... Can you tell us more about that story? I read the article. Um, yeah, it's from March 20th, New York Post. Um, I do believe when it originally was posted, it had the date of the Democratic Convention as May 24th, mm -hmm. um, which is tomorrow. Obviously, the uh, convention was today. I got May 24th from somewhere. Um, but looking at the old article now, it just says May. Um, and it doesn't get into a lot of detail at all, but it piqued my interest. I misunderstood what you said about between today and tomorrow about the conflict. Well, the, as Girl One was saying, there were conflicting reports or conflicting information online as far as when the convention was being held. Um, so this article about the superdelegate sort of revealed something. Yeah, this um when i first read news about the convention the state convention 
uh, it could be an error in memory, but I uh, thought that the article had said the convention would be May 24th. Um, and then as it got closer to May 24th, I heard differently that it would be happening uh, today, May 23rd. Okay, so you went just to observe. Uh, you were not curious, necessarily just curious of the process, but you know, knowing what's been happening, you sort of wanted to to see for yourself. Right. Right. Okay, so girl number. Uh, if there's an, um, and, and, and I felt that it was important to um, have a Bernie presence there. Right. Um, well, just you know, we're not. Don't take our votes for granted. Don't take um, our presence in your party for granted. Um, some Bernie supporters have been lifelong Democrats, uh, part of the process for 40 years, and others just registered back in October so that they could vote for Bernie. But as Bernie says, he implores the Democratic Party to open their doors and let people in. Um, so I felt that it would be important to have some sort of presence at the convention and not just let it be uh, overwhelmingly Hillary and no Bernie there at the New York State Convention today. I thought it was important that we let our local officials know you have constituents that are engaged in the process and lean Bernie and don't necessarily appreciate what is happening um, going back to dates in terms of May 23rd, May 24th, I think if any of your uh, listeners live in the state of New York and they themselves or they know of anyone that had to vote by affidavit ballot, we had a record number of voters uh, vote via affidavit ballot. Um, I know... A lot of the deadlines are either tomorrow or Thursday, the 26th. Um, pretty much the deadlines are all this week as far as contacting the Board of Elections and seeing if their affidavit vote was actually counted. Um, there are, that's This is what, uh, I forget his name, Clark. Uh, yeah, the, Jonathan Clark. Yeah, he said this on a, yeah. a TYC politics video. Um, right, right. And that's uh, my frustration is that um, a lot of our leaders, you know, so-called Democratic, so-called leaders, they're really public servants, um, that they haven't been advertising this. We had a record number of affidavit ballots, you know. Because if they advertised it, we would have a much bigger chance of winning. Um, all right, so girl number two. So is, is there's, unless there's anything more that you wanted to add to that, um, I'd like to go to girl number three of, of why you went and anything can else I, you wanted to say before. I'm sorry, Jeff. Can I can I just jump in for a second? I, I, I want to add to something that... Um, this is girl number one. And Yes. Um, so so um, just, to, just to add context, um, you know, one of the reasons why there was... Um, 
a push at the end um, and not um, kind of an effort to communicate um, the importance of attending or to encourage people to attend um, was that the um, information about not only when but, but whether people could go was sort of shrouded and not really well publicized, and that was because um, there was sort of this communication stoppage or or you know you know perhaps it was um something that was um, i don't want to say overlooked, but um there could be there could be a much better attempt to communicate particularly to delegates um about the process and the um the information that um you know we uh, are now elected um by the public i'm a i'm a i'm an elected you know official at this point um and in order to do my job i need a certain amount of information and there isn't a lot of information forthcoming and that information lies within the reach of the person representing um the sanders campaign and that information just didn't come and 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 then at some other point it was um discouraged our attendance was discouraged and when the dis- when the discouragement started you know I've been in this process for a really long time and and one of the first things that we heard um when as, is what is a long time to find us um from from pretty much the minute that that um Bernie Sanders announced his um candidacy and um I rep- you know became a host um for the July 29th webcast event and that sort of kicked off the um the grassroots organizing you know in our area um so you know in questioning you know becoming a delegate I had I, I, you know submitted a um you know, sort of a survey to become a, de- a delegate, request, uh, put in my name for that. Um, you know, the, the information about, you know, well, what were your, re- what were you, what was required of you? Um, what did it mean to be a delegate? One of the things was to attend the state convention. And so all along it had been something in, you know, not just with me, but with other people who were being guided along as the, as the process unfolded, that that would be one of the things that would be required. And then, and then as we got into um or closer to primary and looking forward to we knew that it was going to be in May we weren't exactly sure what the date was because the date hadn't been confirmed um but it it started to become dismissed as far as oh it wasn't really necessary it's just a formality it becomes you know, it's it's a you know delegates get their credentials, but it's handled. It's a it's just a it's a hobnob. It's a it's a place for the Democrats to congratulate themselves for a job well done for the year. You know, this kind of like you know party you know hoo hoo event, and um, people be, were asking questions about well when was it? What's going on? And then there was a real um, a te- you know sort of you know no it wasn't necessary uh you shouldn't go through the expense uh please don't start you know gathering up people to storm the castle and it, it, it that became 
as concerning as anything else that was going on, um, it should have been more, it should have been better communicated and the situation should have been better, um, you know, opened up to people, help people understand what was going on, to allow people to decide for themselves. And then ultimately, because of the situation that we faced, because of the primary um, and the voter disenfranchisement and all of the other things that's been going on, that there should have been a healthy Bernie, you know, um, representation and that, you know, maybe the upstate counties could have, could have filled in more heavily and, you know, alleviated some of that. But, but none, none of that sort of occurred. Um, you know, we, we felt, you know, at least some of us felt like, like that, it shouldn't be an echo chamber that there's there still is two viable candidates running for for president and they should both be represented and that that was a, that was at least my take on things okay <clears throat> so um so girl number 3 i think you still need to tell us your sort of your your context and why you went and uh yes, yes i am i am a uh, i am a bernie supporter and um Throughout everything that I have been seeing that has been going on, talk a little louder, please. Everything that I have been uh, actually um, observing uh, with my own eyes at certain places that I've been seeing that's going on, I uh, I wanted a clearer picture for myself. Uh, mind you, I I had about maybe not even 24 hours notice. Uh, no, I shouldn't say that. Late Saturday, found out that. This was open to the public. Um, rearranged my schedule in a heartbeat, um, and uh, still a little disheartened that when I went on the site, I could not drag up information that was given to me uh, with the event. And still with the event, the events were only on a calendar that stated last night there would be a reception party, and today there would be the meeting. And it would be only for a committee, representatives, and delegates. So I still was heading up there without the notion of, am I still going to be able to go in? Um, so a lot of mixed um, mixed messages that I know a lot of other uh, people would have attended had they had known. So with that being said, I felt it was very important to go up, view for myself, and also be representative um, as a Bernie supporter, um, because I, I feel that we are not being represented in, in a, a true light in the media, um, and I wanted to be part of that because uh, I believe this process uh, needs to be exposed for what it is. And, and what, what I have seen there today, clearly... Um, Bernie has, has has not been even acknowledged in a sense as even still being a running mate. I mean, not a running mate. Excuse me, a candidate. A, a viable candidate. Uh, well, well, hold on before we get before we get into the things for, from today. Um, unless I mean, finish what sort of background kinds of things that you were saying, um, and then I have one more question before we get into things. Okay. Um, so as I said, I, I felt it was very important to go up there and um, not only be representative um, for I, – I also had a feeling that a lot of um, – it would be very friendly towards um, Senator Clinton. So I wanted to be representative 
of uh, Mr. Sanders, that we, we are still supporting him. We're still here. We have not uh, dropped out of this process, and, and as far as we know, neither has he. Um, and it was not the case when we left there. So um, that was that was my view that this is this is why I took that trip up and um, went along as a viewer, as an observer. All right. So great. So actually, two questions. One first: How many other observers were there? Were you were you guys alone, or were there a lot of people there watching with you? And uh, this is Girl Three. There really was. Let's say um, they had a separate door for um, delegates and uh, state committee reps to go in. And then there, I don't know, there were probably about maybe 10 rows, um, double rows side to side and roped off. And we were given about maybe two double rows. So it was two rows and then a little space that you can walk through another two rows. So clearly they did not... uh, foresee a large turnout of the public. And rightfully so, since the public was not um, alerted to such, there wouldn't be a large turnout of the public. So roughly how many observers were there? I would say there were two rows of maybe um, 10 seats and then 10 seats on the other side. I don't, don't quote me completely. Um, but we, You're saying, did you say a total of 20 people observing? No, a total of uh, 10, 10 seats times two on one side, 10 seats times two on the other. But I don't quote me 100%. Um, it's just the, I would say about maybe maybe a third of what the delegates and state reps had. I'm unclear. I'm, un, I'm unclear how many roughly. It was, a, it, was about 30, it was about 30 people. Right, about thirty to thirty-five observers um, sitting in the back of the of the room. Um, if you could, like I said, if you could pick, if you could picture a convention style where the where the voting body sits in the front and then in the gallery behind a, a roped off, you know, clear division between who was voting and who wasn't. Um, the observers sat in the back with the press behind. Um, it was about 35 um, observers present. And there were, um, of the 35, there might have been, let's say, could there possibly have been, maybe there have been as many as 15, might might even be less than that. It might have been, might have been 12 for any supporters. Okay. So how many, uh, how many, well, okay, so we'll get into that in a moment. I want to know one last thing before we start getting into what actually happened today. Um, obviously, Nevada was huge, um, a huge occurrence. Um, and how much of that and the other things that have happened was in your head uh, when you walked in? And how, how did that color? How did that color you? How did that affect you? But sort of before anything even happened. Hi, this is Girl 2. Um, I think Girl 1, when she referred to the temperature of the room, um, I think we were unsure how we would be received. As Girl 3 said, we didn't even, we weren't even clear on if we would be allowed in. Um, 
and I, you know, not to come to their defense, but I imagine that they were unsure of the other side. I would imagine that they perhaps were unsure of how we would be, um, which is unfortunate that they would make uh, negative assumptions. Um, but that was definitely, I think perhaps we were all a little on edge might be too strong of a statement, but definitely, I don't know, feeling each other out. Okay. And did you have any communication with the people who are actually involved in this, like Bernie supporters or anyone? By, by communication, what, what was Were you truly just observers, or did you actually get to talk to some of the people as things were happening? Uh, well, there was one one of the state committee members was a, uh, an identified Bernie supporter. He was being put forward on the slate of PLEO, political leader and elected official category of delegates. And he was able to answer questions and talk to you know talk to us and talk to us about procedure, talk to us about um ways to get involved. We had some like you know basic questions we had some really basic questions we had um, we we were not given access to the ballot we didn't we didn't and and in hindsight probably should have asked to see the ballot but we didn't see the ballot um, but the, the you know the the sort of like the flow of the day was a little bit difficult and they acknowledged that there would be confusion and that there would you know like it, I, my impression was that you know there was a little bit of like um organized chaos if i mean chaos is kind of like a bad word it wasn't it wasn't like raucous or 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 anything it was but but they they were definitely you know sort of still making you know like trying to get their ducks in a row um uh, from the leadership from the executive level of, of right. the committee so so last thing if you could just give us a picture of the room from your where where the action was happening, um, how far away you were, where let's what give us a, just a, a picture of the room, and then we'll start to get into what actually happened. So so the room was a a large um, ballroom, and it was it was um, organized with a dais at the long end of the room, so it was set up across the long end. Um, the a rectangle, and the long end of the rectangle was where the JS was, and the seats and the podium in the center, the way that a convention might look. Um, large screens. Um, it was being um, typed. Uh, somebody was typing the 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 speaker at the podium. Um, what do you call that? Like closed captioned? It was like yes. Like okay, get it closed captioned. Like closed captioned. Like you could read the transcript 
so of the speaker yeah, okay. on a screen at okay. one end. There's captioner. Yep, I got it. Go ahead. Yeah. So and then the 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 voting body sat in in rows. Um, you know, something like like I th- I think you know ten or twelve rows was about was about you know with with aisles going down the center. Um, and then a and then a partition, and then like a lane for walking, and then the and then behind those rows, all facing the podium, were the observers, and behind the the observers were the press. There were sergeant in arms, you know, they're clearly like security, you know, quote unquote security, um, watching very intently, uh, making sure that you know. There wasn't going to be any outbursts or any, you know, um, problems, making sure there was order, decorum. Um, There were people stationed at both ends where the members of the state committee who were voting members would enter and then behind where the gallery observers would be allowed to. So visitors in the back and uh, and voting members in the front. So there were two, two entrances into the room. Okay, so now let's get to the meat and potatoes. What happened? Anybody like to talk on that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the, hear the question. What happened? Now let's get in. Let's get into what actually okay. happened that is concerning. Okay. Um, or we could just get off, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the the two things that stuck out to me um, were both from the same speaker. Actually, hold on, just a moment. Um, were from the. Uh, Senate leader Andrea Stewart Cousin, and she. Had Andrea, say that last name again, please. Stewart Cousin, Cousin. Andrea Stewart Cousin, okay. Stewart Cousin, Cousin, and she had uh, related a personal anecdote of when she was first running for office. And she lost by 18 votes in Yonkers. And um, then Senator Clinton um, rallied with her and insisted on all the votes being counted, um, which I found particularly ironic considering, as I mentioned earlier on the call, the silence of our party leaders and elected officials regarding um, all the shenanigans that went down on April 19th, our state's primary, and the record number of affidavit ballots that were cast. Um, So I found that particularly ironic of her to mention. Um, She's a a dynamic speaker, and I'm glad she is in the Senate, but, you know, that was really unfortunate that um, 
yeah, that someone that values that or says they value that um, are lean and have endorsed a candidate that doesn't seem to value that this time around. Um, I believe Secretary Clinton has been, you know, silent regarding disenfranchisement and voter suppression um, in all of the states up until now. Um, I could be entirely wrong on that. <laughs> um, I have not seen but, it myself. Yeah, I don't okay. think so. <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen evidence of her of being questioned by the press about um, voter disenfranchisement, and her response has been, you know, shrug of shoulders or. You know, I have no idea. Very, you know, very glib, very. Blip, and this very same with the Nevada convention is the uh, she the right. same exact thing. Right. Kind of yeah, yeah. regardless right. of if it's right. Arizona, Nevada, you know, no New idea. York, um, it's left us wanting. You know, it's like the Goldman Sachs trans- transcripts. Maybe I should hold my breath. I don't know, or shouldn't hold my breath. Um, and then the other thing that stuck out in my mind when Allison Stewart Cousins spoke, um, in addition to the irony regarding uh, every vote mattering, um, you might have to edit this out. I am... I I really don't say something if I need to edit it. It's really, unless you know, you can tell me afterwards, but editing is going to be really rough with something this long, this late at night that I really want to release. Um, I'm trying to remember. I said it really stuck out in my mind, <laughs> but here I am. I can't even remember what it was. Something um, she said? Yeah. About the others? <laughs> About the others. That that wasn't that was, it, but you, that was you, ladies, be mine. you ladies can speak that, to that, and maybe I'll remember what it was that I... Also about that um, Hillary and her were from the same state, so that was uh, one of the positive reasons. Yeah, why. she was spoken, <laughs> you know, essentially spoke about their hometown girl, and, um, you know, I turned to the person next to me and, and said, Bernie was born in Brooklyn, like... Or are we just not mentioning him at all this entire convention? Um, How long in was this already then? This was the beginning? This is in the middle of the regular open mm-hmm. session, right? I would say so, yeah. Gavel right, in, right. They, they turned so, the gavel in. So up to this point, nothing, nothing really uh, disturbing has happened? Well, I, this is girl three. I wouldn't say that something disturbing happened. I would say very nice, friendly, open, okay, so we're going to get back now and, and we're going to support. Talk a little louder, please. I'm sorry. We're, we're, go, we're, you know, we're, we're all gathered together today and happy and everything, and we're going to make sure we get our support out for our candidate. So it, I wouldn't say disturbing in the sense that, Everybody, you know, was a happy, this is what we're going to do. It was almost like, well, wait a minute, hold on, what's going on here? Um, so we have two candidates. But it was already that 
and clapping that so we have to get behind our nominee and claps and claps and applause and I'm, I'm sitting there like well what, what's going on you know um <laughs> uh it was clearly decided that this was almost like a little um private little rally powwow for uh, senator clinton uh, maybe a little hurrah that maybe she would be marching in any second um and also, what was a little bit, maybe if you want to call it disturbing on our end, was the fact that they have said we are happy to announce, and, uh, you know, it will, it will show the exact words that, um, mm-hmm. that the sides have joined together and whoever the nominee is. And, oh, they had mentioned something, girl number one, if you want to jump in, regarding the slate and how. Regarding what? Regarding the slate, once again, I don't really know all the the, the lingo of the of how the politics work and on the fine slate. One can fill in and jump in here, but the fine I guess slate, they, at, yeah, at the meeting, slate is a list of right. delegates. <laughs> right. So for most, I guess you know this is a meeting, and they were telling the delegates of uh, who's on this and what you should choose and you should choose both and uh, I don't know if anyone wants to jump in here because this is not my forte. I just observed what I observed. This is more of um, a political forum and the lingo of the political forum. So uh, anybody want to jump in? So so the, so the um, one of the main item agendas um, on for the federal level um, was to certify the remaining delegates for the New York um, um, delegation. So the elected delegates were chosen, they were agreed upon and certified by both the Clinton and Sanders Council, and the remaining level of delegates are um, two categories of delegates, political leaders and elected officials, according to the state con- it's the state party rules. And the at-large delegates, and I think the alternate delegates. So I'm sorry, so there would be three. Three um, sets of additional delegates that would be added to the delegation. And they were... Um, certified today. So they come in a list as a slate and the voting body has the ability to vote as a slate so you, they were able to check off yes I approve, yes I approve. Or they could vote as individuals if they wanted to support a different person who was running as an individual over someone who was running on the slate. Um, So that presented some confusion, and there was some direction by um, one of the executive members. I'm not sure who he was. Um, And the voting body was encouraged multiple times to confirm the slates of both the Clinton campaign and the Sanders campaign. And there was a very um, large amount of time devoted by both the committee members 
the executive board and the speakers to um, unification, unification is the theme. We're unified, we're unified, we're unified. Um, and to, to, to please, you know, vote for both slates of delegates. They couldn't. They can. They cannot um, instruct them what to do, but they were encouraged by the um, by the leadership, and that was the um, that was sort of the um, the ask by the leadership was to support both slates of of delegates, so that we had a full delegation um, in place heading into Philadelphia. That's what that's what was referred to. And this is not unusual what you're saying so far, is that right? No. No, this is this is as as we had been um you know told or or I mean of the little information that came out, this is one of the this is one of the things that came out is that the elected delegates get confirmed at the primary and then certified when the totals come through and then there are you know these these other categories of delegates which have to be you know then hashed out depending on the popular vote and then confirmed by the campaign councils in close cooperation they could be negotiated in 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 in, in some you know way whatever they feel is strategically best or whose favor they want to give to whom or um and and so they nominate people who are state committee members or they are um they're elected local leaders or they're they have this is a, a pleo political leader or elected official level of delegate is sort of a little bit of a it's an elevated status of delegate um not a super delegate that's the, they're not a super delegate Super, and super delegate, political leaders and elected officials are slated and they're pledged to a candidate. So, um, so Bernie Sanders had his pleos and um, Secretary Clinton had her pleos and they are pledged to them as pledged elected delegates were um, the, the same. The at-larges would be the same. They're pledged delegates. The super delegates have the ability to come in and choose which side they're going to be on even though most of the time they make their their affiliation or they they agree to come on to one side or another which is you know where you see the um on corporate media we see those super delegate totals and those are the people who have come out and claimed or or given their endorsement or said that they would they sign promise. on. They promise. They promise to vote for Secretary Clinton. Promises of voting, right? Exactly. Yeah. And they can change their vote at any time. They they they, have, they do not vote not, until the not, end. It's not even a matter of changing their vote. They right. haven't voted. Right. Exactly. However, they choose to well, vote. Right. And it is promissory. It's promissory. But it does, it, but it does tend to give an edge at at some point to the well, the assumption of of more votes. Superdelegates are significantly for the purpose of intimidation up until the point of the convention. Right. What they do at the convention has absolutely nothing to do with everything that happens up until then. But they are used for intimidation by the media, like it. Right. And it's a very successful tactic. Um, okay, so um, keep going. What happened? Um, 
well, you know, the business of the of the convention was sort of conducted in a in a you know in a separate um, section, and then it and then it was the speeches that you know the address of the body, um, and I and I should I should sort of preface this by saying that um, last night Sunday night was the welcome reception, um, which we. We came in late for we didn't um we didn't have the we didn't we weren't there for the for the speeches part, but we did hear anecdotal records of um Governor Cuomo coming in um the incoming state director um who is buffalo mayor brown i think his name is um you know sort of giving this love fest. To Hillary about how we're all here. We're all here. Is declaration. We're all here to unite behind our nominee, Hillary Clinton. And um, there were some Bernie Sanders people in the room who objected, including the, um, the the state committee person who was present, who was on the delegate slate to be voted today. And he personally objected. Um, you know, in private. You know, it's not. There's no outbursts necessarily, you know, last last night. Um you know, but it 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 did set the tone for um what what we're what what we are as a as a democratic party all about and that was to coalesce behind their 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 candidate and um that be, that be, began last night with the um presence of Governor Cuomo. <clears throat> Today's, you know, the speeches were sort of the same, this sort of imploring of 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 Democrats of, you know, continuing the good work and um we, you know, we we're, we're all here to unite because the, you know, the alternate is unacceptable and we shall not name him, but we know what he's about and he, you know, this sort of like rhetoric. It was it was a lot of it was a lot of it was rhetoric. And um some of it was um aimed at their you know continuing to press on the Kathy Hochul particular particularly um the the talking points of Hillary Clinton building bridges tearing down walls you know the, the things that we've heard a million times come from her um using her talking points and in, in, in her speech to address the body um and uh the business didn't didn't come till till after that, and while that was all occurring, the the voting numbers of the of the the body were were voting, and they collected those ballots afterwards. The balloting itself was problematic, not necessarily to the observer. You had to dig under and talk to people who understood what was going on and what had happened, and there was a um there was a a bernie um supporter volunteer from new york city who um came to the convention with you know, i'm telling the story second hand but we had we were with her in an in intimate setting um so you may want to follow up to speak to her directly but her story basically was that she was a delegate on the delegate on the primary delegate slate but she was 
not elected as a delegate. She came on as an to become an at-large, and she submitted a request to be on the ballot on the at-large section of the balloting. And she made her rounds last night to network with some of the committee members. She's long, active, very involved um, Democrat, lifelong Democrat from the city, um, had had come to knock heads and 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 have some um, some issues with uh, the council to Senator Sanders. And uh, she came to implore the Progressive Caucus at the Progressive Caucus meeting this morning. Um, she wasn't treated very nicely, um, but they did make room for her at the end of the official meeting of the caucus to allow her to address the caucus to ask for their vote. Um, and she's determined that she was not on the ballot after she had been told that she was on the ballot, after she had been um, very diligent about sending in her paperwork to be on the ballot, that she wasn't included on the slate of the at-large delegates, she wasn't included on the individual, um, there was in, people running for individual candidacies for at-large that the voting members could vote for as individual members. She wasn't on in that section. She had been left off entirely, and she was very upset in in general. Wait, wait so why was she – I want to understand why she was upset. Just why, to say, she was upset. why she was upset? She was. It was another form of disenfranchisement that she had – she had no – um shit sort of sort of she hit roadblock after roadblock so her her initial candidacy for 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 um delegate was denied then her secondary route was to become an at large and she was um eliminated from the slate which was put fo the slate of names was put forward by the the, the nominating committee made up of the, the the council of Senator Sanders and some of the high level um people who were involved in that pro, you know process of determining who those people would be um she was not included on the slate of delegates for at large um and when she submitted her paperwork to be an individual candidate she was knocked off. She was told that the Democratic Party didn't have her paperwork. And she was not the only person. There was another person in the room who was also for individual who was also running for individual an um a spot on the individual slate. And they were told that their paperwork was not to be found. They didn't have their paperwork. And she was very good about documenting, kept emails, you know, confirming dates, times, you know, things like that. So um, there's sort of this question of where's the stuff going? Just, so to, to, play, just to play devil's advocate a little bit. 
Um, this is this is girl. Girl number two, and okay. not you know. I I I think maybe it's tempting to demonize the other side. Um, the and not to say that girl one was doing that, but I just want to clarify for your listeners. Um, I think that the chair of the Progressive Caucus, um, you know, the leaders in the front of the room did treat this individual um, fairly. The the ill treatment she got uh, was from, I guess, members of the caucus or other observers um, that weren't so friendly, so to speak, to her. Um, I don't know. I I think all we want from the other side is just a little, um, I don't know if compassion, compassion, understanding. Like we just want to be heard and be feel validated. And um, unless you you do that, (laughs) you're only going to add more fuel to the fire. Um, But if they do that, if they do that, then. You know, if somebody if somebody's new to the process and speaking out of turn, you know, there's a way to tell someone, you know, it's not the time for new business, or and there's a way to do it nicely, and there's a way to do it not so nicely. <laughs> um, um, I would, I would. Rule number three agrees, by the way. Rule number three agrees with that. I would, that, yeah. I would say um, I, and that I did, I did remember um, my second point about um, the Senate leader's speech. Um, um, hold on. Before sorry you say to that. cycle before, back. Okay. Before you say that, I just want to say to anyone that thinks that Bernie Sanders doesn't have a chance, just Does observe how hard they are still fighting okay. in Nevada and with right. what you're about to tell us. They would have no reason to fight this hard if they didn't think that that Bernie Sanders did not have a shot. Right. No, I I agree with that assessment. So go um, ahead. Go ahead with your. No, no. My what I recall from her speech, um, in addition to the irony regarding the importance of counting every vote. Um, the second point of her speech that to me was particularly ironic, and I know I discussed it with the other women on the call, um, was at one point she was alluding to the GOP nominee, he who shall not be named, and in alluding to him um, described a wealthy billionaire that flip-flops on issues. And um, we all, the Bernie supporters, kind of looked at each other and said, okay, if you put a M instead of a B in billionaire and you make it millionaire that flip-flops on issues, like you're discussing, you're you're perfectly describing the candidate that you're endorsing. <laughs> so... Hmm. It seems a little hypocritical on both those fronts, but there were other aspects of her speech that I did agree with. Um, so remind us who this person is. All right, this is the New York State 
uh, Senate leader. She's a, um, she's the Democratic minority. She's the she's the minority leader. Andrea Student Cousins is the minority leader in the New York State Senate. So she um, holds little power, but she does have control over her Democratic caucus and the caucus in the in the Senate. At this point, is technically in the majority, but it's it's it's. They function in the minority, so she's the minority leader. She doesn't have the ability to put bills forward or have real substantive power. She's not included in budget discussions. She doesn't have a voice necessarily at the table. If you heard of three men in a room, she's not one of those men by design nor by gender. But um, she holds clout within the Democratic Party. And um, and she's a strong Hillary Supporter, correct? Strong Hillary Clinton supporter and has been, you know, and she that that was where she recounted that, you know, this is why I, you know, she backed me when, so I back her now. That was pretty much what she was telling us. And but the story that she told perfectly illustrated the irony of what's happening today, and it illustrates how. Someone who fought so hard, and she claims to fight so hard for, you know, the, the people to have their say and for for democracy, and she, you know, she 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 claims to espouse all of the things that we as, you know, Bernie supporters know to be um, the right path towards democracy, but but yet when the when the rubber hits the road and when, you know, she has time to do and not necessarily just talk, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't walk the walk. It's a lip service. So we're, we're not getting... You're, you're saying, you're not saying, you're not just speaking during the convention. You're saying her her being this position that, that it's lip service. Or are you talking about this convention? Yeah, correct. Her, you know, Cousins' position on Hillary Clinton, you know, and, and using this as an example for her support of Hillary Clinton and for the body's support of Hillary Clinton um, is, is, is lip service to the actual situation on the ground, which is that voters have been, have been disenfranchised. She has, they have not actively called for the counting of the votes or to be inclusive of um, people in the, in the party. So, you know, it's say, you know, do as I say, not as I do. So if they really were going to be the party of the people, Democratic with a lowercase d, if they were going to be um, inclusive of and welcoming of new members, you know, it would look very different and it would be very different and they would have to come to terms with the fact that the person who, you know, stood up for, um, you know, a candidate who needed every vote counted as they did for Todd Kaminsky in the the New York State SD9 race, a very contentious race that was fought and won by the Democrats in um you know, in the Senate for the Senate race and every vote was counted in that race by hand and, and it was and it was gone through with a fine tooth comb. The rules those rules did not apply in the 
prime, the you know, the the primary race between Senator Sanders and Secretary Clinton. The the the, the, the rules were not applied in the same way. Yeah, that, that election um, occurred. That election occurred on the same day. Same day. So if you have one standard for one. Why don't you have it um, for the other, or at least some sort of investigation? You know, I know of one polling location where at one point they started um, checking people's IDs, um, which isn't New York state law. <laughs> Um, and that's another form of voter surprise, you know, and we, as you said, you had a call with Jonathan Clark, and there's a litany of issues, and um, to feel like nobody is investigating it, nobody's discussing it, we're just going to sweep it under the rug at the convention and pretend none of these issues even ha- even happened, even though it happened in historic proportions. Right. Although... Um, if I could, if I could just yes. take in one bit, um, the uh, the Attorney General Eric Schneiderman was present last night at the welcome dinner, and um, made broad gestures towards being an advocate for um, for the lawsuit that was brought by Jonathan Clark and the and the affidavit ballots and having having all votes all votes being counted and having having large you know um amounts of time and effort spent towards making sure that the voters that were purged were purged for the right reasons and not for the wrong reasons and so very very broad gestures towards Bernie Sanders supporters who are very well informed on these, you know, the shenanigans when, you know, some of the other, you know, people in the room weren't really so, uh, they're sort of puzzled at what he was talking about. Um, I un- I in an effort to to I get understand. them on his side and think that they have an advocate in the AG's office, but the AG, Eric Schneiderman, is defending the BOE. So, you right. know, he's on both sides. He's on both sides. Right. It's 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 He's impossible for the AG to support both sides of the he can't act on behalf of the people and and be the person who's going to admonish the the the, the board of elections who is staffed by people who are given their positions as as party um they're 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 given their they're given their position what's the word I'm looking for? Um, their favors. They're 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 done by board of elections staffers. Um, AG Schneiderman has uh, when when uh, in 2010 or 2011 or whenever it was after the crash, he was one of the people at the forefront of trying to get. I don't know exactly who, but some of the wrongdoers that caused 2008 related to the mortgage right. stuff. Right. That's what and he then at the very in the very last minute he backed out and he right. went he was and moved asked. somewhere else and right. it completely died. Right. So it's that's very curious. And right. now the fact that he's on so that that's very disappointing. He like was right there, right at the forefront yeah. of doing something. And then he just disappeared and did something else and completely unrelated and it just w- withered on the vine. And then now he's on both sides 
of this issue. He's defending against it. He's defending the people, but he also has, I don't understand, I don't need to understand now. You don't need to explain now. But he's he's on both sides of the issue and has a very big conflict of interest. But he's defending right. the people, but he's also on the other side of it as well. Um, the Board of Elections are, are, are staffed as favors by the parties. So they're they're... They're not – what most people don't understand and what I didn't understand as a person who was not involved up to this point at this level, and this is – all of this information becomes, you know, relevant when you're, when, when, you're, when you're hearing what's happening and you're learning about how rigged the system really is. When you go to, when you go to vote and your, your, your vote is cast in a machine that may or may not count your vote accurately because it's – it's done by some software that, you know, may or may not actually count the scantrons bubbles the way they're supposed to count them. That's that's a that's a theory. And then that that black box is taken to the board of elections and it's supposed to be trued up or there's an there's a an audit that happens by people who are staffed at the board of elections. The the the, the main staffers are there as as favors by the political parties. So the political parties put their people into the spots of the Board of Elections, which then sort of assures, and they're, they're supposed to be balanced. So the, there's the Republican side of the BOE and the Democratic side of the BOE. And it, and it just continues to proliferate their monopoly of, 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 of the voting process and it and, and what you what you think is your ability to exercise your right to vote is not is not really the way that you think it is as a citizen in the United States it's not uh, what we um what we have two, is not really the right to vote i want to say two brief things and then i have a question and uh i'm still surprised that we have not gotten to um the the core of what we got we, we got on this phone call for um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how, how we're leading to that. Um, two things. One is Bernie Sanders switched to a Democrat for logistical reasons in order to have a chance. He's been an independent his whole career. And he, I've, heard, I've heard people say, well, he knew what he was getting into. He knows the rules of the Democratic Party. And if he can't win by their rules, then, you know, all is fair. And that would be true if they were actually following their own rules. Right. They're not. And who knows what would have happened if all the rules are that are that are there, you know, closed primaries and things that are not in his favor, if they were followed to the letter, per, voters purged, 127,000 voters purged in one section of Brooklyn, whole building. If these things didn't happen, if their rules were followed, what would have happened? You know, they they. All these things are happening because Bernie Sanders has a shot. That's, right. that's why these things are happening. And the other thing I wanted to say was you made me think of uh, – I had an incident about you know speaking of the little people. I want to work with the little people and listen to the little people, but not actually acting that way. I had, I had a, a presentation that I give, um, a Bernie Sanders presentation I've been giving for like months, like twice a week. And one of the times I gave it, a politician came. And it wasn't entirely their fault. It was sort of set up badly. But that politician interrupted my presentation, and then, you know, that was fine. 
there, it's important for the town to be able to talk to politicians. I'm, I'm just, you know, first time guy just running for surrogate. No one really knows me. Um, so, but he ended up speaking for 45 minutes and answering, like it was turned into a town hall. And he was saying, I want to listen to the little people. And he finished. He answered the questions, very important questions. It was good for the town, no doubt. Um, then he left, and he was standing in the hallway, talking loudly, answering more questions, continuing to interrupt the presentation that I was now starting to get back to. That was only five minutes old. And it really, really galled me that he was saying he was listening to the little people, except for me. He didn't, he didn't acknowledge what was happening. He didn't acknowledge, say, thank you, or I'm sorry. He didn't sit down and observe my presentation. He just, you know, so that, that really reminded me of what you just said a minute ago, that they're saying one thing, but they're really doing another. Um, so what happened? You said that there was a dinner the night before? Yeah, there was a welcome reception, which was, you know, sort of like the cocktail party, rub elbows, meet and greet, you know, it's where you get to see your party friends that you haven't seen in a long time, convention type, you know, um, find out what's going on in other parts of the state, you know, very, very, ca- you know, very casual kind of a, um, you know, but the but the the addresses, they, the the body was addressed by, and you know, sort of like the keynote, you know, this is what you come here for, for the for the rock stars of the party kind of thing, and and that's where um, Cuomo brought on, um, I think his name is Barry Brown, the mayor of Buffalo, who is becoming the next chair um, replacing, you know, the outgoing, um, the person who we we received communication from, um, Basil Michael is the outgoing chair. And and we heard from the new uh, mayor of Buffalo, you know, with a, and 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 the AG Eric Schneiderman um was also there um and I'm I'm not sure if there were if there was anybody else that that came in but that was sort of there and they they were not present today none of none of the people and very few members of the assembly even though Saratoga is very close to Albany and people you know the the representatives could have could have come up and and taken part there was very little representation from the representatives they were they were not necess- they were not present in large numbers okay but they so. were they were in session today i i do know that and there is there's there's a push to the end of the session to get some business done so um they could have been in conference today there could have been other things going on that kept them Okay, so we 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 started this phone call, or we created this phone call because you caught you guys caught something on tape. And what else needs to be said before we get to what is actually was caught on tape, or are we are we there now? Can you I say? I have no idea to what you are referring. What segment of tape? So I would set it. No up one on just no one gets. I knew what it was. So, ladies, if you know what he's referring to, chime in. I'll I'll say it, I'm, but I'm curious to know. Do you know what I'm talking about? No one. I'm shocked. Okay. Um. So I understand that you saw a lawyer, right? Yes. Yeah. I, tell me if there's anything else that happened before that, and then tell me about this lawyer. Okay, so 
um at the at the initial invitation to vote on the balloting of the PLEO delegates, the at large delegates and the uh alternate delegates. Um, the invitation was granted and correct me if I'm going in the wrong direction, to the the council for Senator Sanders for New York to come and address the body. Uh, the, he was the, legal, on the, the lawyer for the Bernie Sanders campaign was there. Correct. Is what you're saying. Yes. He was the sole representative aside from us and the one PLEO delegate yet to be elected in the room. Okay. So this is, a, this is the only representative of the campaign that was present today. Correct. And that's how he presented himself. He was invited on the stage to address the body about the slate, about the process for deliberating on the slate, his cooperation and collegial and cordial meetings with the Council to Secretary Clinton um, made several um, minutes of remarks about the how the process was um, fluid and very collaborative, and they worked very well. And where um, we 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 had a we had a fantastic time. And he had a harder time than I did filling out his slate to, to be as inclusive of the rules than I did. And I, there was a lot of deference made towards how wonderful they were and how... The Hillary Clinton campaign. Correct. Particularly the lawyer, um, Gary. Oh, the lawyer... He was referring to Clinton's lawyer, um, Tom Gary. Garrity, Tom. I believe, something like that. Say that again, please. Uh, um, have to go. Have to go back and look. His name is. I'm trying to recall his name. I can't. I can't remember if his first name was Gary or if his last name was Gary. No. Okay, so this oh, is. This I is thought the Hillary. last name was Garrity. Oh, maybe. All right. Well, that's that's probably publicly accessible. You could you could you so, could look that yeah. up and determine so that. This is this is the this is the lead counsel for the Hillary Clinton campaign. Is that right? In New York, he's a Nassau County. He's the he's the Nassau County counsel to Jay Jacobs. Okay, and uh, so who was the lead counsel? I believe that's the correct title for the Bernie Sanders campaign. I'm sorry, missed your question? Who is the person, the lawyer from the Bernie Sanders campaign, and what was his official title? Arthur Schwartz, acting acting counsel for delegates and petitioning. He has, has claimed that he's on a limited retainer, that he's not he's not representative they did say that he's been doing pro bono work for the campaign for the remaining delegate 
um, slates that this this fell under his representation for um, for the campaign, which began for him in December. He was brought on in December, and this sort of wrapped it up for him. What it wrapped it he up? He served in a limited capacity. Okay. Uh, Ed, do you want to say something? Yeah, yeah, I do. So I, and this is why I originally made my video this morning, and I, I know that you saw it and a whole bunch of other people did too, shared all over the net, is because I had heard that he had went on the stage and said that, you know, I'm the, I'm the official Bernie Sanders lawyer for New York and some to that effect. And I hadn't heard of him being associated with the campaign at all. So I, I thought that was rather, rather odd, especially when uh, I had been witness to some, some, uh, some email communication between him and some of the other delegates as, as not, not in that respect. So what I did is I, I went ahead and... Wait, wait, what, 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 describe these communications, please. And do you uh, have those they, communications? They, yeah, yeah, I do, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm keeping them really close because I, I, I want to protect some of the people involved. Uh, but the, the communications were uh, scheduled around the, the actual uh, convention, and it, it was, it was, it was very flippant of him. He was, he was very, uh, very uh, arrogant. And, and what he was uh, in his place in the whole process. And Wait, uh, where where was he arrogant in the emails? Yeah, in the emails. And I got to be really vague here because I'm trying to protect some people, and I, I want to. Calling back in. Welcome back, girl three. Thank you. Go ahead. I don't know how uh, what happened here, but I was I, I was dropped for a while here. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we missed you terribly. Um, go on, Ed, please. Yeah, no worries. So I, I I I had seen those emails and I thought that was rather strange when I heard his name this morning because that that wasn't the impression I got. So I had called around uh, to my contacts within the campaign and nobody had heard of the guy. Um, so then I I put a message out on on Facebook and I asked. Well, uh, before you ex- um, before you go into, I, I want to get a better sense of what you know, as best as you can with protecting your people, what were these emails about? What were they in the context of and what, what was said in those emails as best as you can, you know, without revealing too much? Uh, like, was this sent out in oh, relation to the convention? Say again? Were these emails from this uh, Arthur Schwartz sent out in relation to the convention, or was it some unrelated? Yeah, thing? It was definitely in relationship to the convention, and it was in, and it was it was really sent out to to a lot of the delegates. Um, and uh, I mean, he doesn't have a BernieSanders.com address, does he? No, no, he doesn't have. Let me just look this up real quick. Uh, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a Bernie Sanders and that uh, address at all. 
Yeah, it was, it was basically he was he was telling the delegates not to go to the convention. Um, here, so I can kind of talk you through it, but I'm trying not to re- reveal a lot. But he's he's basically talking to uh, uh, Dr. Ron Suarez, and uh, he, he's he's being condescending. Uh, I don't have time to be in a Slack group. Uh, no one needs to go to the state convention. The delegates are the state committee members, and having been one for seven years, I can assure you that this meeting is not a waste of time unless you want to hear a bunch of speeches. Uh, and it just goes on and on and on. And I can copy and paste some of this, but I, I don't want to reveal my sources. I, I'm very, very big stickler about not revealing my sources. I, I Well, you, you, and I'll, you and I will talk privately about that afterwards, and we'll make sure that whatever we can get out can get out without hurting anybody. We'll talk about that afterwards. Yeah, so when I when I heard that this morning, I did some 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 research because his he's never had a Bernie Sanders email. His, his well, and and a lot of the lawyers I don't think did, but he never even came up in in any kind of conversation when it came to the Bernie Sanders campaign with any of the campaign people that I knew. So when I when I called some people in New York that were with the campaign, they had never heard of him either. But at the same time, I mean, in, in reference, in defense of him, I I don't know if, if his work was just doing uh, just kind of like the the runner, you know, where he was running down information and he was just not part of the campaign itself. He was more just a law ops guy. But I, I was not able to confirm or deny that he actually worked with the campaign. Okay, so he you can't confirm to the campaign. I had not heard his name, but it's not like I really know lawyers but I have been listening so much to so many things regarding it. Uh, I am surprised that I don't recognize the name, um, but that doesn't necessarily say much on my part. But, um, okay, so he was at this convention, and in those emails, he represented himself as an official member of the campaign. In the emails, that's suspect because he doesn't have a BernieSeners.com address. But, so, uh, okay, so let's, so now, uh, just go on. So what What was – just go on. Uh, this is Girl 3. Um, I was somehow uh, got off for a while. I don't know what happened. I went dark for a while here. So I don't know kind of what I missed, but I believe the gentleman you're speaking of, if you can just let me know who that is. Talk louder, please. Sorry? Talk louder, please. Yes, uh, I was I was not on for a while. I was connected, but I was muted somehow. I don't know um, what where, what area you're at right now. But if you can just, uh, I think I do. But can you just let me know what gentleman? They are discussing Arthur Schwartz. Okay, I thought so. Um, in that case, the uh, tape that we had today and I listened to it a couple of times, uh, his exact words was that he is the counsel for Bernie Sanders in New York. Those are his exact words. It wasn't that he used to be a counsel, was never a counsel. His exact words was that he is the counsel for Bernie Sanders in New York. And uh, also made reference to the fact that um, with his blessing, uh, Mr. Sanders' blessing, that uh, we are basically unified in um, you know, for whoever the nominee is. 
So give up. The Sanders delegates should. The Sanders delegates should give up because Bernie has decided that he can't win, and the party must be unified because we must defeat Trump. So, the Sanders, Bernie Sanders himself has agreed, has decided that it is time to rally around Hillary Clinton. That's that's what he was saying. Is that correct? Uh, yes, actually, the word was um, with with uh, his blessing, and I'm assuming his blessing is Mr. Sanders. I uh, actually didn't understand that. Can you say that again? I'm not sure if yeah. you broke up. I know. I'm, I'm talking to you as I'm driving in the rain, so unfortunately. <laughs> um, I just do the best I can, so say that again, please. Yes. Um, with his blessing, and I, I'm, I'm sure uh, once I listen to that again, with his blessing, he's directing that towards with, with Mr. Sanders' blessing. He's coming here today to say we're being unified and backing whoever the nominee is. And, and it was made clear by uh, at the convention today that their nominee is Hillary Clinton. So it came across as if this is this is the case. And so what does that mean practically? Pretending that we believed him and that this was the actual thing that we needed to do, what would that mean from the delegates' point of view? That way they would have to do what 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 was he telling them that they needed to do practically in that moment in the convention well i don't i don't uh, I'm sorry if I could just jump in for a second i I don't believe that he was talking to us necessarily i I believe he was talking to the body as overwhelming Hillary supporters in an effort to convince them that we were going to be cooperative and we weren't going to be you know trying to um, steal or play dirty or you know be ununified whatever whatever it was that he was trying to you know convince them that we were going to play nice um, in general and I think some of it was his for for his own. He 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 is or has been a district leader. He's a party. He's of the party, from the party. He's running for office, elected official. He's trying to become an elected official. I don't think he was talking to us at all. I don't think he was trying to give us direction. I don't, I don't think he's ever been trying to give us direction. I've. If he was trying to give us direction, we would have gotten a lot more communication, which we haven't. I agree. It, 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 uh, this is girl three, and I agree that uh, it was basically everything was being directed to the to the to the general body. Um, I think we were an afterthought, the public. And um, no, I don't I think it was an afterthought. I I think it was done in a in an effort to. Assure that if things went wrong, if the slates were voted down, that he could come back to us, having kept us in the dark on many issues, or or, or just been, you know, non, uh, in, in non in a state of non-communication for a long time, that he could come back and say, I don't know what happened, or or it, I, I, it was an accident, or this or that, that there there. That, if there was nobody in the room present to observe that there would be no accounting for 
what could have happened if something went wrong and that he wouldn't be called to question on it. That well, his statements to the body would be to to them and that his he would ultimately be welcomed back into the fold as a as a you know a person who's something of interest to me that did come out of that was um uh he made a reference to the fact that, you know, uh, there were some things as he and he didn't really get into it and uh it was a little bit vague, but some things that had happened in New York, uh, with voting, but he had assured the fact that the ballots are correct. And and that that, that to me um still in a bit of a vagueness kind of a way, watching his words, was basically trying to say, um, yeah, everything everything is up to par. Nothing nothing has been tainted with. Which we all know is not the case. <laughs> Can you repeat your last point, please? Um, he had made uh, some reference to there have been some things that have gone on in New York because there was a couple of little ruffles going on with just a little bit of dissent, um, not not loud or anything, but you know, just like, well, what, what, you know, what's going on um, uh, from the um, from the public. And he had made a reference that there were, you know, there were uh, disheartening at some things that had gone on in, at the voting on April 19th, but uh, that the ballots are correct. And and basically, for the most part, watching his words in a way, um, that what the how the delegates were proportioned and so forth, and how the ballots were. If he came across, in other words, as a public member sitting here observing that um, everything is up to par, that, you know. Everything is what? Everything is? Up, up to par that, you know, for the most part. Oh, up to par, that, okay. Um, Mr. Sanders got the delegates he should get, and the ballots were correct, and everything was fine. That was the gist that I got. I'm sorry if you can't hear me. I'm I'm in a, a rainstorm. <laughs> oh, I can. I I heard you. That was oh, fine. I heard okay. I heard everything. So just keep going on. I mean, uh, what else happened? What else? What 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 reactions occurred? Did the delegates? Did you notice the delegates doing anything? Did anyone speak up about this? Uh, no. They basically were all uh, actually almost like he was a, a buddy of theirs and just like, you know, thank you and very much. And it's, um, it was all, um, you know, if you had a balanced scale, it's, uh, scale should be balanced evenly on the side. It was, it was, you know, uh, we had a, maybe, a, a ton on one side and a penny on the other. That's how this whole uh, thing played out to me. Um, I did not see him as a stout person, spokesperson for Sandy. I mean, for, uh, Bernie Sanders. But honestly, I was saying, wait, who's speaking for the other candidate here? I was still waiting for someone to come and and represent uh, Bernie Sanders' um, side, point of view, of the truth. I was very confused with who he was and what his intentions were. And how did he get there as an official representative? Correct. And how could the Sanders campaign 
how could the Sanders campaign not know that they didn't have an official representative at the convention? If that's something that is even makes sense, if that is, yeah. I so, I, I don't have that answer for you because okay. I I didn't even know until the day before that we were even welcomed. We're actually until five minutes before that we were even welcomed. So what? was the final result of this convention. I don't even know what, what what sort of the goal of the day was. Like, what happened? What did the delegates actually do? What was decided? So the, so the state committee members, and maybe just for, just for point of, of like, confusion, um, if you use the word delegate to mean um, a voting member of the body today's convention were not necessarily the same people as the elected voting members of the national convention. So for people listening, a distinction needs to be made between... These are state delegates? These are state committee members, people who are elected to to, to attend the convention on behalf of their local constituencies um, and they represent their local constituencies at the state level um, it is those posi- those positions are either appointed or voted depending on how what the situation is within the local counties um, and they're like an advisory board to the to the state Democratic Party, and their function is to put forward resolutions, decide platform, decide all manner of business for Democrats in New York State. Delegates to the national convention fall under that umbrella, but yet are separate from and could be some separate people from there. So just for lack of, you know, just so that you're you're not confusing the two, it it would be important to make that distinction. So the the voting members were there today to hear from their high elected leaders, high levels of elected leaders, to congratulate themselves and, you know, rub elbows, um, to network to put forth resolutions to adopt um, positions on party platform, and we we witnessed the Progressive Caucus um, decide on one resolution that it put forward to the executive members, which they accepted to be voted on, and one resolution which was which was withdrawn during the caucus time. And it had to do with local, state, Senate politics, which had nothing to do with necessarily the national campaign. Um, so that that was one leg of their business, and then the other leg was to elect their delegates for the national convention in those areas that we spoke about earlier. So that was like the two main purposes for their meeting today. So are you concerned that, aside from just the very con- concerning thing that 
a representative of the campaign was actually not a representative of the campaign, number one, and that he was saying clearly, as far as we understand on this call, inaccurate things. Um, are you concerned that what he said affected the outcome of any of these decisions? Um, I, I, I don't know that I don't know that what he said affected the affected the outcome. I think what they were looking for was a no contest. Um they didn't they didn't want they wanted an up or down vote on the slates as they put them together and how they were determined was determined at a at a at a at a you know a, a close um small group of people who were Figuring out who was going to go on those slates, that that could become further points of discussion for how those people got there, but that's that's not necessarily related to today. I I don't think that his remarks necessarily were 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 going to sway the vote in one way or the other. I think. Okay, so so this is not a matter of. Uh, like things that happened in Nevada was clearly were just against the rules and really damaged. Um, right, because they're not they're, damaged, but but really affected right. the outcome in some way. Correct. This is not that's not what we're talking about here. We're just talking about someone who is who is allegedly doing a bad job representing the people who have worked awfully hard trying to get someone elected to well, the highest the office of the United States of America. And, what and, and, what the problem the problem is is that we have someone that allegedly is not part of the campaign, but representing himself as an official part of the campaign, and only one there in the entire convention that's doing so. The only representative that we have is is someone that allegedly is not who he says he is, and saying extremely discouraging and and as we understand it, inaccurate things. Well, well. That was not my experience necessarily. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, Girl I. Girl number two. <laughs> no, I thought it was two again. <laughs> um, I. I'll just leave it at that. No, girl number two, I want you I want you to have that thought because I think I had another thought myself. So if I can hear your thought that would um I appreciate that. Um, I think you know, again, I can't speak for him, but I think he saw his role as um a formality like both sides had hashed out which um delegates would be attending the convention in Philadelphia uh prior to today and I think he showed up today just as a formality to put the final like seal of approval on that. Are you suggesting that he may, in your opinion, he may very well be a representative. You're not certain that he's 
not I, boss? Yeah, I don't know if he is, if he isn't, if he was at one point. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know your sources, or you sound to have more authority on. Oh, I don't. I never heard of this guy before then. tonight. I, I've never heard of this guy before tonight. I don't. I, I'm just from what I'm hearing out of all of this conversation. It seems to be that he's representing himself as a, as an official of the campaign, and he's not. And based on the very discouraging and, as we all understand it, inaccurate things that he's saying. That's that's what I got out of it. You're suggesting that it is not a hundred percent that he's misrepresenting himself. I'm trying to understand what right. You know, I'm not, it's yeah, important. I'm not accusing someone of misrepresenting themselves. No, uh, I I, I want to know. I want to understand your point of view. It is important to know everyone's point of view. That we that we're not going to. The truth is, you know, is everybody's story, and you know, people right. make of it as they will. So tell your story. Um yeah, I think I I think I made my point. <laughs> I don't, you know, I can't imagine the Sanders campaign did not send an official campaign person um to Bernie's home state to make an official decision. So I can't imagine that they wouldn't send someone. So and if he's known in circles in New York as being the representative of the campaign, you know, because like we said, these delegates have been, um, the slate of delegates have been negotiated prior to today. If you're, okay, so you you are understandably not 100% sure that he's misrepresenting himself, but you do have you do you have reservations about what he said though? I mean, there seems to be somewhat of a conflict that you you're not certain that he's that he's misrepresenting himself, and that's fine. But what he said is concerning. Is that accurate from your point of view? Um, I think at the very least, it. Um Being the one spokesperson for our side, I don't uh, – that was able to speak. I don't think our side felt adequately heard um, or adequately spoken for as a result of his remarks. Okay, so you had some concerns, but not to the level of myself – or some maybe some other people on the call, and that's fine. Okay, so is there any other any other things that you want to say about that, or uh, anyone? Well, girl number three agrees with girl number two on that aspect. So you think he's not necessarily misrepresenting himself? I really don't. Um, I heard I've heard his name thrown around a bit, but not really in what capacity. Um, you know, I've I've heard of his name. Um, but not, as I said, not who is he, what is he really, uh, have not um, met him before today, um, did not really think uh, 
prior to today that he was still associated um, with Mr. Sanders, once again, not having any contact with him prior to this. Um, so that, whether I had any uh, idea or knowledge whether he is or he isn't, that I, that I can't say. But I, okay, I, but overall... With girl number two, I agree with the fact that I do not feel that what was said is actually accurate because I have not heard that myself among um, just among my own group of people and Bernie supporters. The fact of unifying the party. Exactly. That you, I, I mean, just I mean, just think about it. Just think about it. If that's the case. Do you think that you would have heard it first in, in there? And even if you did hear it first in the convention, think that it would have not hit national news, like top story, Bernie's dropping out, Bernie's sort of uniting his party around Hillary. Do you not think that that would have been the top story of the day and all through the night? If it was well, true. Uh, if I have to be, if I have to be fair, if I have to be fair. And saying that I don't think we've had a fair representation in the uh, in the media, then I have to be fair to say that maybe if that was the case, we might not have fair representation either. So uh, with that being said, I totally agree. So on that aspect of it, yeah, probably we would have heard. But, you know, I have been running around myself. I haven't been exactly glued to the TV. I did re- reach out to... Uh, a few of my um, confidants and friends and so forth that would know if anything was developing because they are glued 24-7 uh, to what's happening and uh, check that out. And not one of them has heard that exact phrase being used um, from Mr. Sanders himself. So, I mean, so this is this is somewhat of a conflict. This is a conflict. So he, yes, he's, either, he's either a representative. He, he's either a representative of the campaign that's saying something very unsettling, and if it was true, it would have been the top story in the national news, and still would be the top news and story in the national news. So I mean, there's a conflict somewhere in there. Right, and if, if I think we would hear from anyone, it would be from Jeff Weaver. If we would hear from anyone. Um, oh, uh, yeah, of course, of course, of course. So then, I. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I take it with a grain of salt at the moment that you know it, it was almost like what. So. So, um, so what is what is how can you resolve that conflict of not being confident that he's misrepresenting himself? Okay. Well, here's here's the issue. I'll tell you right now, um, and it and it is a little bit of a a conflict now because when you say that you're unified and you have everyone who is um, hoping that would be the case to. Uh, really just, like, overlook one candidate and just say, come on, let's move this thing along. Uh, um, And then you go out at the end of the day and discuss things, and people want to challenge the fact that then you don't stand behind Mr. Sanders, who's unified. And so that's, that's, that's another issue, where now that that is being said, it, it's almost like it's going to be tainted that well See that? Bernie Sanders, his supporters don't even support him because they're not going to be unified like him. If that was the case, that's a hypothetical. I'm not saying that is what occurred, but I can see this pattern itself. 
Please announce yourself. Being put forth that it was the 24th instead of. Right. Yeah. Uh, can everyone hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Well, I can tell you. The, I can tell you the calendar had the 22nd and 23rd, and they had some other stuff on the month uh, or whatever going on. I didn't really pay attention to it. There was nothing on the 24th. For the when, when I was kicked off, the recording stopped. So if I missed anything, oh. please tell me. Okay. Uh, no, I said on the calendar, and I, I I made sure I checked the date. There was only a box for the 22nd and a box for the 23rd. There was not a box for the 24th, the 25th, the 26th. There was a box only for those two dates, and I clarified it because it, it still said it was. It didn't say anything about being open to the public. It said open to only or open to, and. Um, which, you know, I, I was like, well, I, should I make the trip or shouldn't I kind of deal? It's a little far away. Do I go up there and then I can't get in? I, there was no, uh, there was numbers to call, but really no one to reach. Um, no no date was set on that calendar. That's what I'm, I'm trying to say. No date at all for the 24th. Right. And so, and yeah, this but is, I don't know if you heard. This was set yesterday. Yeah, and Jeff, I don't know if you heard the email that I had from April 29th. And I don't know where the misinformation came from, but it showed that the, the actual convention was on the 24th in, instead of the 23rd. So I don't know where the miscommunication came from, but that, that email was wrong. I think and that, that email was from... An old uh, calendar date showed the 24th as being the scheduled date for the convention, and, and, and a lot of sites were not updated or don't update regularly. So Mr. Schwartz's email said the 24th? Yeah, the email said the 24th, and that was probably just miscommunication. Just like uh, I don't know which girl you are, but just like uh, just like one of you said that yeah, the, the original date I think was the 24th. So there might have been some confusion there. Right. For my own for my own curiosity, now I obviously we've seen different primaries in state level, and they have gone for 12 to 16 hours. Uh, and I, I know that New York has been on top of it as far as voting is concerned, so I, I couldn't possibly think that anything would go wrong at the state level. What my curiosity is is how did it work out so well that there was nothing? There was no news. There was no issues. There was no – everything seemed to go the best the United States ever had in the election uh, state convention. So. I, I just want to know how New York got so amazing going from the Board of Elections to the state convention. I, I, that's my curiosity. I don't um, I don't know if it was so great or so amazing, but it was efficient, and I think it was efficient because the other states that you are referencing are caucus states. So I know Nevada, obviously, that was the result of the caucus process. Um, how they have, you know, it's like a three-tiered system. I believe Washington State is the same way. Um, and, you know, those are the states in which we're getting stories of, you know, 16 hours, 18-hour long ordeals. Um, so I think it's just that the process is different. And the process that they have in New York you know, certainly if they were to vote for every individual delegate one at a time, it would have taken a lot longer, um, and the potential for it to devolve would have been, 
different if you you know if you debate each each person each candidate each delegate it could you know it would have turned into that but i think that's why they do this slate process where you just vote up or down um all at once uh, rather than individually and i think that's a good point so what i noticed and i will pat myself on my back from my state of arizona is that the arizona state dems they had their party third the, the, even though it took 12 hours, it was still an orderly fashion. It was still efficient in in that caucus part. Uh, so and maybe this is a state-to-state thing where the, 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 the state parties do have their stuff together, but nationally and government-wise, the voting and, and the, the process is not maybe on point. Is that uh, safe I, to say? If I may just say one thing, and I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if I'm 100% correct with how this works or not or anything, but I did speak to a few people who, um, you know, they represented upstate, and they, um, that's where they're from, and they were a little surprised when we were just basically trying to tell them a, a few things that happened in New Hello? I hear you. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were making a comment. Um, you want me to continue, or I wasn't sure. No, please. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, you know, with board of elections and everything, and they 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 seemed a little bit interested. Like, wow, that's strange because we had. I so I think there might be another um, issue that having it at that area that they didn't really go through a lot of difficulties that we had down here in, in Metro. New York. Okay. I and I don't know because I'm going in and out if uh, I answered that correctly or if, if uh, I was on a tangent here, but um, that was my, my take for a few, you know, that region. Let's put it that way. Ed, this is an answer to your question, I believe, right? Yeah, I, I think that's that, and it's a yeah, it's a, it's a statement of of an answer. We really don't know, but mm-hmm. it seems to change state to state, and, mm-hmm. and and that's the biggest confusion about this whole process is who's involved, at what level are they involved, what kind of voting process state to state. It really needs to all change. It needs to be streamlined. There are efficient processes, just like in New York today that can be streamlined throughout the whole country. We don't need to have these pain points in the process, so we have to deal with this crap, really. I guess what I'm trying to say is if we had this uh, New York State Convention that happened today, if we had this held in one of the metropolitan areas in New York, New York City, I don't think it would have been had the same reaction. That's basically what I'm trying to get across. Um, uh, girls, do you, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you think if it was in a different venue, it would have been the same outcome? In terms of having more input from the public? Uh, in terms of having more input from the public and also in terms of, um, I guess, uh, not having the same feel from that region that that we had down in Metro New York. 
Oh, with the voter disenfranchisement, yes. the voter suppression. With, yes, uh, correct. Um, I um, sure. <laughs> I I mean numbers. I you know numbers affect everything. So population density and I don't know. I don't know. I can't hypothesize. But, uh, that was your. I think we're all just tired. <laughs> yeah, we've been on the, we've been on the phone call for two hours now. So mm-hmm. why don't yeah. we? Is there anything else? I mean, the, the you were all concerned enough to get on this phone call to talk for two hours. It's one thirteen in the morning. Um, you were all concerned enough to get on this phone call. So clearly something was wrong. Uh, you're, you know, you, you, some people have some reservations of maybe, maybe something, there's some explanation, but clearly there's something wrong with something, enough that we're talking this long, this late at night. Um, well, Jeff, I'm going anything... to make a final comment, and I think that my, my, final, my final comment to this, it goes to the fact that this is a, that this is a closed system, and that the information and the procedure occurs in a way that keeps the vacuum, you know, in place. I don't mean this to be like vacuum as in like power vacuum, but you know, like it's it's you're sort of like they're sort of in a in an echo chamber, they're in a bubble, and that by keeping it closed, it keeps the lid on any sort of disruption or and or pushback from outsiders. So in one respect it is efficient and in another respect it's in, it's exclu- it's exclusive instead of being inclusive. So they're not asking for people to be part of the system or even observe or to get the word out and 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 some of it is on the part of the party but but in, in in for a long time in New York State the party has operated in in its in its own way and they've been asking for people to become involved but they haven't been doing a good job in trying to make that happen for whatever reason and and part of it is on the part of it is responsibility by the Sanders operatives the, the campaign people who have a vested interest in, in in activating and keeping the movement growing and 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 motivated, and and that clearly didn't happen. That that there are people who are out there working their tails off for a really really long time, and and an invitation was not offered to even come as an as a as an outside observer as a as a as a point of welcome into. A, you know, into a party, into a process, into a more democratic, you know, way of of of, of doing things, and and so fault lies on both both sides, possibly for different reasons. Um, and that, that's to me, that's the that is the that is the point of contention, and it's and it's the reason why. We, we become active. It's the reason why we get involved. It's the reason why we we try to become 
part of the process to move things in a different direction because you can't do it. If you're not in the room, you don't know what's going to happen. And if you don't know what's going to happen, you're ignorant to the situation. And, and, and you, can't, you, you can't complain about what happens if, you don't, if you're not there when, when it goes down. So part, part of it for me being involved in, in, in Bernie Sanders' campaign has been heeding the call to become more involved. And, and, and there has to be more of it from everybody. But it, it also has to start from the, op, from the operator's, the, the operative's point or point of, of involvement as well. And that clearly didn't happen. If only I knew Bernie Sanders before I was 44 years old, 43 mm-hmm. years old. Right. I would right. have realized I that I, I realized that I could have been making a difference my whole life. Right. Right. For he's really open. I know. Yeah, he's he's and open. I so think many what a lot eyes. of people are realizing is right. you know, the party is a private club. Right. So you know, as part of a small d democracy, we all feel that we're entitled to these certain rights. But the uh, capital D Democratic Party, that's a private club. So we can feel as entitled as we want <laughs> to have a certain voice and a certain club. And, yes, if we're members of the club, like, yeah, we do have a leg to stand on. Um, but I guess the other side, you know, would say if you want to have a say, you got to play by our rules. So that's why we're, you know, we started at the level of observer today. And um, I don't know. We'll see whether or not we want to play by their rules or... Or we want to make new rules. We want to make some new rules. Yes. Right. 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 Okay. Jeff, if I can just say, this is Girl 3, one other thing. I, I was dropped from the call for a bit, so if you have discussed this, Please stop me. But uh, one thing of, of concern, uh, maybe it's not even of concern to me, but just a little strange to me, is that we we did have a um, a format today of breaking for lunch at one o'clock, coming back at one thirty, and maybe going on to four. Um, before we left for lunch at one, I was uh, approached from the um, security person, who was very nice, and um, had just mentioned, are you leaving now? I said, oh, no, I'm going back to charge my camera, and I'll, I'll be right back, so I'm going to save my seat. I went to the car, and I wasn't really gone for five minutes, and when I got back, um, people that I was with told me it's over. I said, well, what do you mean it's over? Yeah, they came out, they did whatever at 10 after 1, and I was like, what? Like, so uh, – I don't know if it's just like what girl number one and girl number two have. Were, kind of were you guys together today? Did you go together or you just met each other? I, I, I mean, that's part of the anonymity. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We actually didn't go together. So we met up there. <laughs> but we didn't go okay. together. Okay. Right. But anyway, what I was trying to say was... Um, Girl number two is actually a guy. Keep going. What I'm trying to get across is there are coincidences in life, and there are coincidences in life. 
And it could also be just a major coincidence that they just do not, um, you know, like what Column 2 is saying, that it is a little private party and they don't give us that second thought or, or whatever, uh, and it's that little club. Or it could be that they wanted to have their own little thing while everybody was out of the room. I don't know because I, I unfortunately missed it because I thought I was going to come back at 1.30 uh, to 4 o'clock. Now, if that is the case, then why did they even dismiss us if it took two seconds to do these two little things um, and have everybody have lunch and have everybody come back? So to me, it was even not even a – it dispersed. It wasn't even like a thank you for coming today. and It, it was sort of like, okay, we're out of here now, and boom, taken by surprise, which is another disheartening um, factor. That and a big factor of what happened in Nevada. Well, it's another. It's a. It's a factor that you know. Well, we were here too. I. Tra- we all traveled far, and and we don't matter. <laughs> we don't matter. It doesn't matter that we're here today to you. It doesn't matter if we showed up. If we didn't, um, and you know, it didn't matter enough for you to even say we're going to come back at ten to ten, except for the people that just mattered. And there's a million. And there's millions of people like us who are sick right. of being told and treated like we don't matter. Right. We spent money to travel. We spent on hotel rooms. Uh, everybody else spent on get everything to get there. I, I took the day from work, and it's like, oh, okay, we're done. All right. You could have told me that at one. I could have gotten in the car and then left. But um, it's it's just it's disheartening. I didn't leave with a good feeling. Let's put it that way. Okay. Any final words? And I, I must say, I, do I, not get off. Do not hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Do not get off this call. I'm, I'm going to say goodbye officially to the audience, but I need to say some something to you after we get off the call. So don't, no one hang up. Okay. So go ahead. Any last words? Um, let's just hope for peace and some change and true unity in this nation. Ed? Yeah, I agree. And and the girls brought up some great points. Uh, you really need to get involved in the process, and you need to do it longer than just every four years, this stuff only happens because after the every, every every presidential election, people just walk away. They stop paying attention. They stop trying to fix the rules. They stop trying to fix the laws. And here's the thing. This, this is why we're, we're marching for democracy for 10 days, 140 miles, because we are tired of playing Coke and Pepsi's game of, of two-party system, the monopoly on the system, we would rather play our own game. So we're going to write our own rules. We're going to play our own games. They're welcome to come and join, but they better stay out of the way. We're done. We're, we're totally done with this crap. No, we're done with the pain points. We're done with voter suppression. We're done with election fraud. We are done with this. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I will leave on a happy note and say thank you very much for, for uh, having your voice and for having us on, Jeff. Appreciate it. Oh, I, I can't thank you guys enough. So so the video was captured of this speech. I hope that that's the case. Yeah, it was. And that's that's what we're getting right now. We're trying to get that off of um off of the camera of our our uh, our our friend and then we're gonna go ahead and put that up on uh YouTube and I'll go ahead and keep going. Okay. Um what, is there a word of actually let's say goodbye and then we'll then we'll then we'll deal with that stuff. Thank you, all all of you. Thank you um, for sharing this. Um, we are going to get this word out there, um, and Election Justice USA is going to be all over it, 
and um, we're going to get this word out there. This is not going to stay secret. We are going to figure out what's going on, and uh, we are going to hopefully uh, change the world. So thanks, everybody. I'm going to say goodbye to the audience. Thank you. Don't, don't. Peace. All right. Don't know when to hang out.